What's up, people? From Ambiance, my name is Levi, your host. And as we are ending towards the end of 2019, I hope all of you are reaching your goals and setting yourself up for a nice 2020. Big shout out to Wes Cornell. He was on the episode last week for episode 21 of Ambiance Podcast. Uh, West came through and dropped some really good knowledge, so make sure you check that out if you haven't already. For this week's podcast, episode 22, we have Patty Clover. Patty is one of the best turntablists out right now. I can guarantee you that. Um, I ran into her back in 2013, so a long time ago, and it's been awesome to see her growth and progression ever since then. She practices constantly on her craft, and you could really tell just by checking out her page and just checking out um, her scratch skills. It's really top-notch. So I'm not going to really do too much talking. I want to I wanna ride this out and get into it. So here it is, episode 22 with Patty Clover. Hey, this is Patty Clover, and you're listening to Ambience Podcast. What's up, Patty? Welcome to the podcast. Hello, you guys. So thank you for having <laughs> me, Levi. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, for the listeners out there and the viewers, me and Patty uh, met each other about what like six years ago 2012 2013 yeah yeah astro avl at where astro avl in glendale okay yeah astro avl what is what was that place just for people that don't know it's a dj shop where you can rent out equipment for parties you can rent out lights uh dj equipment and fog machines and it's also it it still is a dj school and um there used to be battles back in the day there dj battles it's still is it still open um Astro? Yeah, 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 it's still open. Yeah, when we, I went there because of my boy Elect. Shout out Eddie. Shout out to Elect. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he brought me through because I think he was running something or whatever. Then like we, you were there and he was just like, "Yo, this girl's fucking ill. Like no. she's she's so good. She's like better than me at scratching and stuff." And then you were like, "You are. You were so you were so badass." And like you did, even did some routines there. Um, and he, I guess he said that you go there a lot and everything. And then uh, you. I got into DJing like a little bit more recently in the past years, but you like you're the first person that taught me how to actually like scratch and stuff. Really? Yeah, you taught he, like, me. He like didn't teach you how to scratch. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Like oh. he he tried to teach me mixes and stuff, but like, it was it wasn't his fault. It was my fault, honestly. Oh. Like he tried, but I always yeah. didn't like. I was like, nah. But you're when we were, <laughs> <persistent>. <laughs> 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 like, nah. <laughs> yeah, but I saw you. I was like, yo, if she could do it, like I fucking I have to try it. Like oh, thank you, Levi. <laughs> yeah, you saw, you taught me some routines and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> with the baby scratch and yeah. the crab probably. Yeah, the crab, and then like you taught me this thing i don't know with my fingers it was cool though the stab the stab <laughs> yeah the um yeah so it's really cool to see you progressing so much right now like since then i've been seeing you making a lot of moves and it seems like you've been continuing to get better um are you are you born and raised in los angeles yes in glendale in glendale mm-hmm. okay because i'm interested in finding out just kind of like what it was that made you who you are today as far as just like the turntable is that you are because you're one of the illest turntable is definitely for girls but even in general oh, thank um you. yeah of course so <laughs> what was it that like how, how was growing up as a child let's start there um i'm a creative person so growing up i was um an artist on the paper and i played the piano when i was very young i had a keyboard it was originally for my brother but i took over and then later on um as in my teen years i listened to alternative like Linkin Park, 
but I got inspired to DJ by the house DJs such as Tiesto, Paul Van Dyke, Paul Oakenfield. And okay. from there, it took a few years for me to actually um, learn how to really do it because learning on learning on my own, it was pretty hard how to mix. So I was thinking, I need someone to show me how to do it the proper way. How old and were you when you like first started? When I when I first got my turntables, I was seventeen. You were seventeen years old. Yeah, like a- and the turntables weren't that great. <laughs> they were really light, and every time I try to mix, the the vinyl will skip. Because oh, it shit. was so light. What did you get it from? I got it from a photographer. He was selling his um, two turntables, two speakers, and a pair of lights for $350, wow, I think. Wow, that's a good price. Yeah. But, but I mean, you get what you pay for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those turntables weren't good. They were toys. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like you have to kind of... Everyone has a story like that. They start with like the junk, you know? And it, yeah. it, it makes... It makes it so hard at first that not that it's easier later, but mm-hmm. it's like you know it gets it gets a little bit more simplistic, right? As you yeah, go as, as as you find out other ways, it gets so much better. But it's so frustrating <laughs> if you do if you keep doing it the bad way, you're gonna eventually want to stop for some time. That's true. So, so was it limit? Did you feel like it limited your skills? Like it, uh, yeah, I felt like how could the others mix so well and I keep trying with these vinyls and they're not mixing well. I stopped a lot of times and eventually I met a friend in co- actually I've known him since middle school and I met back with him in college and he told me about Astrobl. So I was like, I'll I'll learn from there if he's learning from there. Yeah. Okay, and cool. Yeah, I I um ever since then um I didn't know about turntablism back before that, I was just into a house music mixing, and um, my instructor, Davey Rocket, he was like, oh, I'm going to teach you how to scratch, I'm going to teach you how to beat juggle and mix, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> 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 what is what is scratching? And he showed me, and that's when it clicked. In Linkin Park, Mr. Han, he was scratching throughout the tracks, and yeah. I never knew, I never catched that sound. I just thought it was just part like of the- Like a sound. yeah. It was just a sound, so. Yeah, they were so revolutionary, Linkin Park. Yeah, Like, they honestly, then and even now, nobody's, like, made a sound like they have. No, yeah, not even close. I mean, there's 21 Pilots, but it's not the same. You, you got a different element, but, I mean, you kind of got the voice there, but not really. It's, yeah. It's I don't know, I love, I love, uh, I love alternative music, so. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> I love it too. And it was just dope how they even collabed with like Jay-Z, like mm-hmm. who does that, you know? Yeah, who, what alternative group collaborates with hip-hop groups? They, that's what I really loved. You, would you they say were, they're one of your favorite, like? Oh, they're um, my favorite, How yeah. do you feel when like Chester passed away, R.I.P. Chester? Oh, I was, I was devastated. I bet. Yeah, I was I was telling my cousin, like, I never been to a concert before, but if I ever do go to a concert, I was saying I would go to a Linkin Park concert. And she was like, you got to go to this one. I'm like, no, 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 they'll still be playing for some time. And then when I got the news, I was like, Damn. no, <laughs> I'll never be able to see them live. Yeah, you missed your so, chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was sad to you when I heard it um but yeah going back to the djing so you said you got that you bought that turntable when Mm. you were about 17 years old and Mm. what 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 can what like happened then what conspired then um two years later that's when i met my friend from middle school um back in college i was 19 and 
um, that's when I went on. And it's funny because I just took classes. Um, it was just two weeks that I've been taking classes at Astro. And that same friend was telling me, hey, why don't you join their battles? There's one coming up. It's the last one. And I'm like, I just started learning how to scratch yeah it's got to be like nerve-wracking a little bit <laughs> yeah it was very nerve-wracking but at the same time it wasn't that nerve-wracking because i knew i didn't know what i was doing so um i got up there the lights are up in my face it's hot because those lights were really hot oh yeah and people are staring so i was just like you know what i'm gonna just do it i know what i can do which is just mixing and that whole five minutes is just house music and the judges loved it, I guess. And they were like, you're going on to the next round. So oh, I was shit. Like, Sounds I was, like American Idol. Yeah, yeah, it was. Rhythm and <laughs> flow. Rhythm and flow vibes. Yeah, it was that pressure. I was like, you know what? I can't look bad on the next one. I, I really got to work it. Yeah, so. that's dope that you you uh, took that like jump, though, because you weren't scared just because you were I just was. a vegan. Oh, you, I was scared. You were scared. Yeah. So what made you even push through that? Because a lot of people, I feel like, would be scared and just be like, I, I'm not ready yet. I don't have enough time. It's because I respected my friend and I... If he said that it would be good, that he's doing it, why can't I? I'll, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it too because he, he is a good friend. Okay. So that's what made me jump into it. So what at what point was it that you, f- you, you figured out that like, hey, I actually am good at this and I can pursue this like further? Um, you know, <laughs> still to this day, I still don't think I'm that good, but... You, um, yo. <laughs> Everybody listening, watching out there, search up Patty Clover on Instagram. Look at her routines. <laughs> like she's, you're so humble. Like thank you. Why are you so humble? You gotta. I don't know. <laughs> I'm no. just such a nice person, I guess. Sometimes no. though, not not all the not time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> but no. yeah, but like, I mean, at what point were you just like, did, did you get like your first boost of confidence? Would you say in your DJ career, entertainment um, career? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say. I think the first, um, the feeling that I got that really made me think like maybe I should keep doing this was probably the same, um, the finals that Elect was in, the first Astro um, finals that I was in. What year Um, was this? That was 2013 at Universal City Walk at Saddle Ranch. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I saw his videos and everything. Yeah. Were you there? I I didn't get, wasn't able to make it there um, for whatever reason. It was a long time ago, but I do remember that battle. um, And I didn't know you you guys were in it. You guys were battling against each other? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of drunk people there. (laughs) I bet, yeah. It enhanced enhanced the sound. I bet. It's like, oh, this is badass. But what made me feel to keep that it made me feel good to be up there was the first song i put down was from the fujis okay that's fujis right yeah that's fujis um killing me softly oh okay i played that song and everybody no lie everybody started singing that song Uh, oh that's gotta feel good right? that felt so good i felt like tiesto at that (laughs) point (laughs) do you what's your what what like sorry to cut you off but like what is your favorite feeling you get from djing like what is it that you love the most about it feeling the vibe from the other people feeling like, the vibe. yeah once i catch their vibe and i see that they're enjoying it i love it it's an interesting <laughs> dynamic isn't it like that you can like you know whether the crowd is feeling your music or not and like yeah. you, it's just like a feeling you can't even like 
you can't you can't train someone like that you just go with it yeah it's like a third eye <laughs> <laughs> it's the pineal gland right yeah. here it's just like <laughs> <laughs> the triangle <laughs> yeah th- no i i definitely understand because like i was telling you a little bit off air i i got into djing in college and uh i've done like a lot of different things in life but mm-hmm. like having the crowd like actually fuck with you and your music that you're playing is just like you when you're able to control the crowd it's yeah. just like it's like you're on cloud nine. Yeah, <laughs> and there's nothing like I've yet to experience something else that's like kind of similar to that, you know. Yeah, that is true. I I can't think of I mean unless you're a guitarist or if you're a singer and everybody starts singing with you like Coldplay concerts. I never been to one, but I've seen it. <laughs> but it must, you know, I don't I don't know anything else in in any career that can make you feel that way. Yeah, besides, so, like, music, right? Because, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, rappers and stuff can, like, have crowd control, mm-hmm. not deciding on their, like, stage presence. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic. Um, When you do these DJ battles, mm-hmm. what are they judging you off of? Are they judging you off, like, blends or, like, scratching or, or like, yeah, song all selection? Those, all those, um, and including the crowd response. Some battles, they don't, um, they don't count the crowd but at astro they were counting the crowd so like the crowd cheering or what mm, yeah cheering and if they were feeling like you know i really don't know because <laughs> i well like on the the papers that they gave us they said yeah uh crowd scratching beat um uh, beat juggling and mixing but okay. i don't know how they read the crowd in their perspective to see if the dj was really good i guess yeah cheering that's interesting i gotta i think i i want to do that I want to start uh, having like DJ battles, but they're going to be different than like everyone everyone else's. I'm going to come up with something. So a secret right now. A secret right oh, now. Okay. Yeah, you guys are going to stay tuned. Basically, stay tuned. We're going to we're gonna release that later. It's going to be awesome. It's, it's yeah. gonna, I'm going to have you on it too. Oh, I think you. Sure. I'm yeah, going to yeah. be a judge or I'm going to be a competitor. I don't know yet. Probably <laughs> I should f- win it first and then I'll be a judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The winners get to judge. We'll do something like that. I'll be qualified to be a judge. <laughs> <laughs> you would be. Uh, how many like competitions have you done? Oh man! Uh, in your career, I would say more than ten. <laughs> more than ten. Yeah. Um. The m- most recent one was uh, Surf Pro Girl, Surf Girl Pro, and that was uh, where was it? It was past Huntington Beach, but I won that one. I got yeah. first place on oh, that shit. one. So I won one thousand dollars. What? A, a <laughs> yeah. cold pay, one grand? Yeah. That must have felt good. Oh man, that felt so great. <laughs> <laughs> I left and I was like, damn, that was worth it. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's cool as hell. Uh since then, like so going back to when you first had that like DJ battle, you made it to the fr- to the next mm-hmm. round. How have you how have you progressed from then to now? What do you mean? Like wait, from the first battle of like, like the very first? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man i i progress with music knowledge um with the scratches how to scratch different scratches beat juggling i still have the the how do you say like the simple the basics so i haven't really progressed with that but um also just getting to know people from all over it's really changed my life really what do you mean by that like getting to know people like just Mm -hmm. in the industry yeah in the industry and also who are not in the industry sometimes i meet people who aren't even djs they're they're like music artists or they have recording studios i meet people and then um from those people i meet other people and then i get to experience new things yeah like the radio the other day and the other thing is other events um i'm with the b-side show 
that's in Covina. They okay. um, they interview a lot of hip hop artists, whether they're rappers or singers, beat makers, and from then, um, from them, I got to meet other people, and they host events um, nearby. So it's kind of like that. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's really cool. Just it seems like it opens up a lot of opportunities for you. Yeah. And like yeah, I for me to kind of relate to that, like playing sports and playing football, like you meet so many people from football or like any sport you play, and it just like branches out and you meet another person, and the next thing you know, you know like everybody who's playing like that sport, you know, like in your oh, area. Oh, Yeah. So I can, I feel like it's kind of similar to that. Yeah. What you're doing. They have they have respect. They're not like oh you need to work a nine to five. It's like no 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 you do what you love. It's like I love that. <laughs> That's cool as hell. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is that how is that like industry? Is it really competitive or does is everybody more more so like want each other to win or is it um cutthroat? You know, in person, everybody wants every each other to win they're very humble um it's only online that they could be competitive oh. so when they're yeah, behind we, the keyboard yeah, huh when they're behind the keyboard when they're oh no when like, they're behind the decks oh behind the decks. yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. and then the keyboard no i don't i'm not competitive in piano <laughs> <laughs> no i meant like the keyboard like the computer oh oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know oh yeah, I mean? yeah. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. Get all confident. well not so much but um like what i've seen from other djs with me not so much they just that that type of um that case is just like guys being nasty that's yeah. what i get but other than that no nah, i don't really get hate like that unless i didn't pay attention to it <laughs> sorry i'm not paying attention to <laughs> the haters yeah there you go <laughs> can't pay attention to the haters yeah don't pay attention to the haters don't. you're a waste of time <laughs> yeah. what uh what inspired you besides like lincoln park what uh, what 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 djs were you looking up to when you were first starting out um, in the battle scene, I looked up to uh, Rock Raider from the Executioners. I loved his style, his body tricks. Um, I was when I was battling, I wanted to put out more of a show for the audience. So um, he was the only one that really like he used his body to to present himself so i was like i went i need to do that i need to do some stretches some stretches yeah some stretches for the back when i like you know do the the juggles oh, yeah, and the, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and going underneath the leg and oh, yeah. doing those jumps you guys will see that on my youtube video <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to pull nothing right yeah i know <laughs> sometimes i have though and it what my um what do you call it the back string in your leg hamstring is it the hamstring mm, i think so it's, if it's, it's like the right back this area i think that's like the lower hamstring yeah or for the viewers it's right here like <laughs> we don't know what it's called but, <laughs> but, but yeah it, it hurts and sometimes i would have to take a few weeks off from doing oh my, body tricks really yeah it because, sucked wow i never but, thought that that would be a problem yeah <laughs> and the back too when i did um with the fader with the back um i don't know how other djs do it i don't know how rock raider did it but when I did it, it started to hurt my, my spine <laughs> with the, you know, like it just was kind of, it wasn't even sore. It was just like starting to mess up. And I was like, no, I need to, I need to find an, another way of how to do the back fader. Yeah. I did the nose. Oh, the that nose? That was fine. Yeah. I think I've seen you do that. Yeah. I've seen your videos. <laughs> you do the nose. I'm like, that's and fucking dope. Some DJs are like, oh, I'm like, don't worry. I'll clean it right after. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want the but oils or what? yeah they don't want my oil or like boogers coming out <laughs> oh, shit. boogers on the but no i never had fader. boogers coming coming out but you never know you know <laughs> have you ever like what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you when you dj'd 
Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess it was so embarrassing. I can't remember. Oh okay. <laughs> um, I gotta think about. Maybe this when you one. just pulled something, like. I um, there was one point my hair. I guess I had it in a bun, and it got loose and it swung. <laughs> oh, it swung into the needle and the needle jumped and everybody thought that was part of the show and it wasn't. <laughs> were they like cheering? Yeah, they were like that was so cool <laughs> and like that wasn't meant to happen. That wasn't supposed to happen. You just got to roll with it. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, I think that was I think that was like 2 years ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. There's a time there's a time when I was uh DJing back in Colorado and I was like a house party or something there was a bunch of people and like i was a little bit of, i was a little bit drunk and like i had a coat on and like Uh-oh. i was like <laughs> dancing and my coat kept hitting the fader and like oh. you know what i mean like cutting to like the other the other yeah. deck and it kept happening oh. and i was getting like booed and shit because really? it kept happening yeah my fader and i just took the jacket off i was like this is enough oh like, no yeah it was embarrassing <laughs> oh i'm sorry because of that. it's okay <laughs> it was my fault for like no but still people are booing just like damn <laughs> it's cutthroat you know yeah yeah people care about their music i guess that was colorado though right that was colorado yeah (laughs) that's scary yeah yeah no they're nice people out there yeah you don't usually have to worry about that um how how often do you because obviously to get to how good you are now it has to take a lot of practice right oh yeah so how often do you think you practice well now not so much but back in the day during the years 2012 to 2015 i would go to astro and i would try to get there at 10 a.m in the morning and leave when they close at 7 p.m wow so um most times i would end up talking to my friends that work there so but most of the time i would probably practice six hours straight from those years and um when i do practice i focus on certain scratches that day so mm-hmm. if I had to practice the crab, um, I would keep practicing that for the straight six hours. And it would be easy on me because I most of the time had the room to myself. So they had the lights for me. They had the equipment for me. And it was more like meditation. Meditation. Just, yeah. It was. It felt like I was meditating. Because wow. when, you, when you do scratch, you it's like martial arts. You keep doing the same thing over and over again. And so you just get into the zone. And so you get it perfect. Mm -hmm. How much? So six, you'd go, you go there during that time frame. Like how many days a week would you go? Uh, (laughs) Like six days. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, six days a week. That's super dope. Back in the day. That's cool as hell. Like to be that, to be that. Like, would you say that you were obsessed with it back then? I was obsessed. I got obsessed with it. I told myself, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to practice as much as I can. If I want to be better at these battles, I have to go into practice. So. I back then I didn't have a car so I took the bus and I would take all this vinyl with me and sometimes I got so much like vinyl it was vinyl's heavy you know so I wouldn't fit in my backpack so I was carrying my bag and my backpack and sometimes I would regret it taking it on the bus because you know why because I I have to take it all off the the bus I can't take turns like you know so it would be that situation where I get there in the morning and then um, later in the afternoon, I would make sure I don't miss the bus because the bus I took, um, its last um, 
the last time it comes around is around seven and that's when the shop closes mm. so sometimes i would miss so it. if you miss that you're just like i would and uber stuck. wasn't popping popping yeah. back then no <laughs> it wasn't no so one time i had to have a friend drop me off because my dad wasn't picking up his phone call so i'm like damn it <laughs> wow, that's crazy that's like dedication yeah like props to you for that oh, honestly thank you. that is really cool that thank you, you put in that much time and effort well once you start you you don't stop <laughs> yeah obviously and you found like a passion and you just yeah. like obsessed over it that's cool and it was easy for me too because um the people that used to work there during during that time they were like a family to me so i uh-huh. always wanted to come and see them all it was a good and environment for you yeah. to, to be in right yeah everyone uh, there it was dope <laughs> <laughs> i wish you guys can experience that yeah well they're still open right they're in glendale yeah they are but they're different um employers now there's still like a few that were that still work there that were working there back in the day but everyone else left everyone else left yeah okay so um they all like took different careers different jobs it happens yeah damn but (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm sure you still like keep in touch with them sometimes right yeah i try to you try to but yeah but it's still hard because some they live really far and most of the times they bail. <laughs> I'm they like, let's, on you? yeah, I'm like, let's go eat Korean barbecue and you guys don't come through. <laughs> She's calling you guys out right now. Yeah, I'm calling you all, all of you guys out. <laughs> no. Come through. <laughs> <laughs> not naming any names, but yeah. <laughs> how did you like, how did you not burn yourself out when you were putting in that, those many hours? I did burn myself out on my did fingers and I still feel it to this day. Oh like, yeah. Like do you experience like carpal tunnel yeah. and stuff like that? Wow. I, yeah. It hurts so much sometimes, especially when it's cold. I start uh, to feel tense it. Tense up? Yeah. And not tense up. Just like, um, how do I describe it? It's like a, yeah, I guess tense up. It gets really cold and it just starts to, I don't know how to describe it. Like knot it. up? Yeah. It knots. Yeah. Knots up. Yeah. Okay, I feel like that's not talked about enough, like, especially in yeah. the DJ world, like, you guys are using your hands so, <laughs> so much that, like, what happens when you're, like, 50 or 60, you know? like. Oh, man, I hope I don't die because of that. <laughs> you're not going to die. <laughs> I wake up one morning, I'm like, I think I'm dying. <laughs> you're like, what happened to my hands? Like, oh. <laughs> my, my fingers are all separating. I see them leaving each other. <laughs> I'm like, no, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you'll be fine. But, like... Yeah, that's it's it's crazy to think just like how how I guess it can affect your hands. Yeah, um, and I asked other DJs like what do you guys do to prevent that? And some DJs they tell me certain scratches. I talked to Cubert. Do you know DJ Cubert? I don't. Who's that? Um he's very famous in the scratch community and DJ in general, but more of the scratching world and um he told me a few scratch i mean not scratches stretches that um every dj should do before they scratch like take like five ten minutes it was a while back though because i talked to him at nam and there are other djs that told me about uh, stretches and the most recent one um he told me because he's in martial arts he was like first he had to go like this and then you have to like i don't know if you can see but you have to go around each finger okay for like a minute and for the listeners she's just like making circles with the fingers it's a stretch it's, it's a good stretch. for your it's good for your Yo, fingers take notes you. take notes yeah. like, this is 
this is this is useful information yeah honestly. you don't, you don't want to miss this out because you're gonna end up like me <laughs> we probably wake up when i'm 60 one day and feel like i'm dying hey. no no joke it really hurts oh really <laughs> yeah it really hurts Damn. sometimes <laughs> well i'm sure so. something needs to happen for like the dj community to fix that i don't know i know they need it they they don't talk about it that much. They don't. Yeah. They have to. Yeah, that's it's another. Your help. <laughs> yeah, like f- with freelancing, like DJing, or whatever. Um, most like DJs don't have health ins like health insurance, yeah. right? So yeah. it's just like you guys experience like like the same type of like illnesses that other people mm-hmm. get. So it's like it sucks that there's no like plan out there for most DJs, you know? Yeah, no four hundred one k unless you're with a, like a really good company. But yeah, even still, I don't even know if they have that. But yeah, unless you're like signed to some label or something, I guess. Yeah, like what if equipment, like a piece of equipment falls on you? What are you going to do? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that's Just happened a, before. Yeah, I never heard of <laughs> <laughs> it. I'm sure somewhere it's happened. <laughs> yeah. But damn, yeah, but there's, there's got to be something for DJs yeah. to come about. Well, that area I don't know, so <laughs> just take care of yourself. <laughs> take care of yourself, yeah. Um, so back then you were putting in that amount of time and effort uh back obviously like you needed to like i don't know if you need to go that hard but it's cool that you did but uh you got to a point where you were you thought you were like good enough to kind of lighten your load up right no no No, i always wanted to keep pushing myself it's just um life got in the way and i'm just like i need to slow down a little bit because you know bills i need to do that but I'm always wanting to be hard on it because I haven't my main focus back in the day was Astro EVL battles. I always dreamed of winning the finals. So I got to the finals three times. And on three the third times. time, on the third time, I was so close. I got second place and I lost because um, I was thinking I, it took me two weeks to come up with my second set because for the finals, you have to make two sets. And so on the second set, I had so much trouble with that set. I was telling everybody like, no, I'm going to on the second set, I'm going to do an all vinyl set because that's how I started. And it it burned me because once I played, I couldn't get that set down until the very last day, the day before the finals. And even still, I wasn't sure of it. So when I did play at the finals, that second set, I I messed up on the juggle and uh dj as is he's really cool he took first because of it so i was like damn maybe uh, i should have stuck with serato on the second set too damn and yeah so i i felt that was the last battle that they had and to me that night though my world fell wow <laughs> yeah, really? yeah i fell because i knew at that point my whole family I just knew that they were gonna go their own ways. It wasn't gonna be the same anymore. I don't know. If I had that gut instinct in me that that was gonna be the last time everyone was gonna be in the room. So and it was it. It, it was, was the last time. Yeah, Dang. it was. So it was yeah. like. This well, sucks. it seems like it meant a lot to you, right? <laughs> yeah, that ash like it meant more than DMC. It meant more than Red Bull. Wow. So yeah, but I still want to win Red Bull and DMC at some point in my life. One of those. So, um um dmc that would start in march and red bull they usually start in the summer and you've done um, those before yeah i've well. done those yeah okay so um red bull i think uh their finals this year is um sometime in december so it's coming up didn't um the dj from like oakland win that dj espinoza or something or yes he uh-huh. won that he won that right yeah is that like and the mecca of like 
TJ battling or for right now that I know of, yes. Um, DMC used to be like, don't get me wrong, okay, you guys. I know you. I know there's some OGs that will probably see this and be like, no, DMC is still the OG. But right now, the culture is really cultivated for uh, Red Bull Three Style because you you want to have all those genres come in at once, and you know it's a club life, so yeah. people want to party. But yeah, the Red Bull in my eyes is hot right now. It's hot right now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, and how? How do you think you're prepared for the next one that's coming up? I have plenty of time. So if I do hustle on it, like how I did hustle back in the day for Astro, then yeah. I okay. just, uh, with Red Bull though, it's not only scratching, it's not even important. If you don't know how to scratch, you're still okay. Uh, as long as you can be very creative with the songs that you mix in with different, because they require three genres in their battle. So if you know how to be like Jeremiah Red who's on 106.7 KROQ, yeah. then you're going to be good. Or, I mean, I should say the the ones that are on it, Um, what's his name? He's he's a DJ in Arizona. Oh, my God. I have him on my Instagram. I forgot what his name is. Uh, but he's really good. <laughs> he, kn- he knows who he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know who he is. You, you'll see him on my Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see Dope. one of my followers. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh. Did you ever want to do anything else but DJing when you were, like, younger? I, I want to music produce. I recently put my, I, my brother, he's a computer technici- technician, so I bought all of the parts for my computer to um, make sure I can do really cool video editing okay. and, um, yeah, music produce. So that's something you want to get into? Yeah, that's from the very beginning when I started DJing. I wanted to make music like Tiesto and, um, bt brian theruso and i just want to make the people feel and go into another world make them feel good and go into another world that's my deep music. take them to like, another world yeah oh, i like it <laughs> <laughs> I'm like atc atb <laughs> shots out <laughs> sorry <laughs> no you're fine um i feel like that's like important though that's a big step that if you make like a really good track and people feel it that can literally take you to like all it takes is one track it could take yeah. you to the next level one hit wonder <laughs> it, no not a one hit wonder because i mean you see djs that like i'm not like knocking on any like good famous djs out there but like the reason why they're like getting the gigs that they are getting is because mm-hmm. they they produced a track that got big and yeah. people book these djs because they because of the, they're going to play that track and yeah. people like love that track right yeah like Skrillex, I mean Skrillex, he was in a rock band before, but oh, he I was. Mean, yeah, yeah. I I don't know the name of the rock band, but I think it's a rock band. I hope it's a rock band. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he was in a band before, and then he got into DJing, and he made he made like, hits. Yeah, hits because on hits. he knows how to play instruments, and a lot of DJs that come by, they're like, man, I don't know how to play an instrument. It's gonna be really hard for me. So. I mean, if you know how to play an instrument, then it'll be really good for you. That's dope. I had his photographer on the podcast, uh, Coughs. She's really fucking cool. She came on the podcast and oh, like she so had cool. some really cool things to say about Skrillex. She didn't mention he was in rock band. No, she didn't. Uh-oh. We we talked about we talked more about her. <laughs> oh, than, like, okay. Skrillex. <laughs> they just like kind of talked about Skrillex on and off air, but yeah, she j- it was more about her. But like, mm, still, okay. it's like he's a really fucking cool guy, is what she says. Yeah. So. He he throws really cool music like the cinema song. 
I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> have you started at all uh, trying to produce? Or? I I have. Um, before I started DJing, I was in music production and um, playing piano. I wrote some songs, but I never, I never put them into the software because I didn't have the equipment. But now I do have the equipment, so um, I was trying Ableton, the free trial run. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna get it soon. You're gonna get just, it soon. Yeah. So you're gonna go with that and not FL Studios or anything else. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Because a lot of people I meet that I'm around, they're with Ableton. So I would prefer to be around. I mean, do that software that people are that they know how to work it that I know. And they could help you out too. Yeah. Of course, and everything. Yeah. Do you think? I feel like if you put that same work ethic, like obviously there's like life happens, you have more responsibilities. But like yeah. I feel like if you put that same work ethic that you had in DJing and like the early years into like producing, yeah, like you're gonna be fucking good. Oh, thank yeah, you. I'm gonna be a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's gonna see you for like a yeah. year. <laughs> I'm gonna be like a vampire when I come outside the house. The sun is gonna blind my yeah. eyes. <laughs> you're like I haven't seen the sun in like three days. Because different, different from like DJing, like. Yeah, you're just in your room producing like yeah. you're not really with other people no but even still with djing you're in this like when I, that it kind of bothered me too when i was at astro i would spend summers inside a dark room practicing it's true and i would be like man my friends are going to cancun they're going to all these traffic places and i'm in here <laughs> practicing <laughs> yeah well i feel like you were kind of confined to that like you didn't really have a choice you know back yeah. then but now like you can like you have your own equipment, you could set it up wherever you want. Yeah. Like I feel like your creative space is super important for you, right? Yeah. It it was it was worth it because um Pioneer they actually gave me a mixer. Wow. How'd so, that come about? Um, one of the guys they seen me battling throughout the years. So they were asking me to come t- um for NAM for to display to do a show for them for like an hour or something. Or probably less than an hour. I don't remember. It was like three years ago. But um, I needed their mixer. I didn't have their mixer. They So to showcase their mixer, they're like, oh, um, we're going to have you borrow our mixer. And it was a golden edition. And so I thought like, okay, I'm going to have to return it. But it's so beautiful. But okay. <laughs> so I was doing my set. And by the time Nam came around, I did my set. Um, I asked uh, one of the guys, like, when should I return the mixer? He's like, oh, we're going to trade you that mixer with another mixer as a gift, as a thank you for doing our show. That's badass. And it was. And he was just like, you know what? You can keep that mixer you have. So I kept the golden edition. Wow. Yeah. That's so like, those are expensive, right? How much are those? Oh, more than like, probably like 2000 Damn, $2,000. Yeah, I was blessed. <laughs> I guess all those years being at Astro, just practicing in the dark was worth it. Hell yeah. That's yeah. feel good. So... What uh, what is it called? Is it the gold edition? Um, it's a it's a Pioneer S9. S9, so it's yeah. the S9. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's the S9. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, S9. You're, you're fine. <laughs> I was because I was talking to I talked to Eddie a lot about that, like the mixtures he uses, and like I know we talked a little mm-hmm. a little bit earlier about like how that first turntable you got had like limitations on it, and like even yeah. him like being a like dope DJ he is now, it's like he had I think like the S7 and the S7. Were, yeah. Oh no no no. What yeah, was the, it? The, um, you're talking about turntables or a mixer? Uh, the mixer. The mixer? Yeah. Uh, they don't have no. They don't have an S7. What do they have then? They have a 900. Um, like what was before the S9? It's um, their main mixer was a 900. Um, 
Is it 900? What is it? <laughs> 900? <laughs> it's, it's a four-channel mixer. Yeah. Yeah. So 900 something. Yeah. But I thought it was called it. I don't know why I thought it was the S7. But it no, makes it, sense though. It's like an iPad. Yeah. yeah. iPod or whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like whatever the mixer was before that. Mm-hmm. And I guess like the S9 had specific features on it that you can't use with like a previous mixer. Oh, the the updates. Yeah, or like the updates are like some of the like uh controls on it. Like you, the S9 had mm-hmm. different than like the mixer he had. I don't remember oh, yeah. exactly what mixer he had, but like, mm-hmm. like it's it's one of those. I feel like it's one of those industries where like you have to keep up to date with the technology if you want to compete with like these other DJs who have that. Like, cause they're just. There's so only so much you could do, right, with certain mixers and yeah. Certain tables. Yeah, the the S nine it really rev- revolutionized the way other companies started putting out their mixers, mixers such as Mixars, um, Rain. Um, they really, it's, it's, I don't mean to be like mean with Rain, but mm-hmm. I I mean I'm not being mean. I'm just saying like Rain's new mixer, the seventy two, kind of looks like the S nine. Okay. With the button display. And yeah, they have their computer in the middle, but S9 really set the tone for the DJ world on how a mixer should be. Because you got your cue points that are big enough. They feel good when you press on them. And they have so many effects, so many ways of um, manipulating music that DJs love it. And it still is like, it's what do you call it it's uh, i'm getting like a brain right now (laughs) like the standard yeah it's the standard it's the new it's the new the new standard the set standard i can't even talk anymore (laughs) (laughs) my brain is like overloading right now no you're fine back in the day used to be the 62 rain 62 was the standard for a while and then the s9 came out a couple years ago and it was just like nope that's the standard red bull three style they use that oh they do they use the s9 yeah. Well, so what are like some key differences between the two that like you're able to do? Um, um with the Rain 62, I don't think you were able to do uh, drumming. And okay. on the S9, you can. Uh, they have sampler. Um, the way you navigate with the buttons, it's a lot easier compared to the 62. With the 62, you have these small little buttons and um, they're all the same color. I mean, that probably doesn't matter, but with the S9... If you're in a dark room and you're competing, you can memorize the color that you were playing with. Because when you DJ, when you battle, you have to you have to remember very specific things. Yeah. So if you get a new mixer, you have to practice a lot on it, right? Before you oh even yeah. think about battling. Yeah, yeah. You have to get really used to it to know how to switch off, like from phono or just to switch off just into the next song depending however you use it you got to really know how to use your mixer right so s the s9 is definitely your favorite one. Oh yeah yeah Damn, <laughs> it used to be the 62 but s9 you pioneer gave me an s9 so <laughs> yo <I> pioneer <laughs> sponsor sponsor my girl patty like give, yeah. her, give her a sponsorship <laughs> yeah dave no i'm kidding <laughs> she, sorry dave she called him out dave dave give her a sponsorship she needs one She's a dope, <laughs> she's a dope turntable. She deserves it. I'll keep working hard, but thank you, <laughs> <Yeah>. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got blessed with this turntable, yeah. so it is what it is. Um, <laughs> being like a female female turntablist, mm-hmm. have you experienced like any barriers to entry in the DJ industry? Just because it's like mostly mm-hmm. like male, right? Yeah, like predominantly uh, male. Well, it's not changing. The game's changing. Yeah. There's a lot of females coming up now, but from the beginning, no, I haven't. 
I have never experienced any like online trolls, probably that, but yeah, online trolls are just like, I don't know any, like anything like that. You haven't experienced anything like that. Yeah. I haven't experienced any disrespect. That's dope. And you know, it's funny because it comes from the guys. The guys are like, Oh, that's so cool that you're a DJ. There's not that many female DJs. They give me a lot of respect. And when I come into those discussions about, oh, how is it being a female? It must be hard being a female DJ because you get, but now it's the opposite of that. It's like you're embraced, right? Yeah. Yeah. They give me more opportunities. Yeah. I, I haven't came upon, well, no, I can't say that. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stop myself. I haven't met like a female DJ. No, but I have. <laughs> they, they've given me opportunities too, but I've been giving, given a lot of more opportunities a lot more opportunities with the guys and yeah it i don't i don't have any disrespect that's cool as hell to see um and like this the thing that like b junkies is doing with ladies of sound is really Mm -hmm. cool to see yeah how long has that been going on i would say like a year and a half it's very new very new to me it might be even two years two years well yeah they they've been really launching off with that and they've been um getting their students who are graduates graduates there to play at different venues across LA. So Yeah, that's revolutionary. Yeah, it's a very nice environment. Their environment was the type of environment that I was at Astraville back in the day. Oh really? Yeah, they they have their stations set up very nice and for each individual and the the t- the instructors, the beat junkies, they're awesome to learn off of. Yeah. Mr. Chog, Babu, Redmatic, all of them. They're yeah. really good teachers. For those listeners and viewers out there that don't know what it is, Beat Junkies is like an institute of, it's called the Institute of Sound, mm-hmm. but it's like a school of DJing. So you can take like an eight-week course. and uh, Seven months. Seven months? Yeah. Oh, shoot. From what I heard. Seven months. So mm-hmm. you take a seven-month course and like you you start from like, if you're new, right? It's like yeah. beginning stage, intermediate, mm-hmm. and more and more and more. It's like, yep. You start from the bottom. They have you learn off vinyl first from what I heard. Off vinyl first. Yeah. Yeah. They don't go off controller. That's so cool. There's nothing really like that out there. No. So they're like changing the game. Yeah. I mean, there's other schools like Scratch uh, Academy and um, there's still Astro, but it's different instructors. So. Different instructors. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of people are going to catch on because right now mm-hmm. it's like in LA, but like yeah. what if it's spread, spread across the f- country, which I feel like is is for them is going to mm-hmm. like is a, a possibility, right? Yeah, depending on how the crew wants to take it. Because yeah. I don't know if the beat junkies, if they're all living in L.A. or if they live in different parts. Right. So, I mean, if they wanted to, it could. But I don't know. I like In my mind, I think they would stay in L.A. Yeah. Because their families are here. So True. they want to stick as a crew. As with Scratch Academy, they do have different offices like in New York. And mm. probably, I think, even Miami. I'm not too sure. but New York and Miami. That's yeah. cool. They're just like breeding and they have even kids classes. Like, yeah. Kids can oh. take classes, which is so yeah. fucking cool. Like, it no. <laughs> have you seen it? Yeah, I think there's this one 11 year old. Her name is Sam. And each time I go to the beat junkies, she's always there scratching it up at the ladies of sound. And she's getting better and better every day. And she's just 11 years old. Wow. And, and she's like, really good, right? Yeah, she's focused. She's really good. It's so cool because like there's like a. There's like a platform now for the for kids to get into this. Now I feel like it's yeah. gonna breed 
more DJs. Can you imagine these kids that are doing this at Mm -hmm. 10 and 11 years old when they get to like your age, our age? Yeah, I mean, there's one, for example, K-Swizz. He was little when he started and now, like he's still little. And he's already won, I think, um, DMC. DMC, his name is DJ Swiss? K-Swiss. K-Swiss. Shout out DJ K-Swiss. My bad, I called you Swiss. No, it's like a Swiss cheese. No, Swiss cheese. DJ Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, yeah, yeah. DJ K Swiss. K Swiss. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's dope. Like just to see that like kids getting involved in it, and it's only gonna help the the whole game of DJing. Yeah, like a bunch on, right? of eight tracks. A bunch of eight track little eight tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe even a female eight track. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, what advice would you give to somebody who's maybe listening to this or watching it? and uh wants to get into djing but doesn't know really how to or well i would say if you're not in la um there's online to buy equipment but if you still don't have the money for it i would say because i know it could be really tough out there especially if you live in a third world country but be around people who love music um don't don't shy away from events of course be safe but just try to get yourself out there and you'll meet people who will want to help you because there are a lot of people who like to help so Mm. if you can do that stick around people who do music you're eventually gonna be around that equipment and once you're around that equipment try to put yourself like try to practice as much as you can the little time you have try to try to get in there and just it down because practicing when i first started it took a while for me to get used to it i didn't want to but i eventually you know like ten thousand hours and then you yeah. get you know so you have to really get into you had to get into a routine and yeah just keep practicing do what you love don't let society tell you not to or family because family is going to try to take you away from that because you know it's not really good money they're gonna be like what so, are you doing like yeah, this yeah. is not gonna yeah, it's not going to help you with your bills, not with anything. So if you love doing something, keep at it. Don't give up. So, yeah, that's what I got to say. Good advice. What, uh, how much, like, like, would you recommend people to start on, like, turntables rather than a controller? Like, would you highly? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I started on it, but also because you have a different style with it. Um I can switch off from turntables to CDJs to controller, but if you go from controller to vinyl, it's going to be a lot harder. It's a vinyl turntables. It's like the, it's like the, how you say it's the basics. You got to learn off of, yeah, yeah, it's, you can scratch with it with CDJs and um, controllers. You can't really scratch with it. It's a different feel. Yeah. It's like mm. you could transition well from turntables to controllers, but not vice versa, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. How, yeah, you can. <laughs> how, how expensive is it to start? Like, Depends. Um, when I started, I would say I paid like 350 Yeah, for that little kit, right? You, you mentioned for, Oh, wait, for the equipment or like, the classes? No, you, you, um, you paid for that, like... You, you said the turntable then like some speakers like it came together oh yeah yeah but even still it was hard like i i didn't really learn that way until i got to astro and the astro classes were around like 300 something for how long for i would say for seven classes i got a deal oh, back shit. in the day i got a really good deal and my instructor was davy rocket 
Shout out to Davey Rocket for teaching me the beginning of all this. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> but um, the thing about Astro, though, um, I they said you can practice as long as you want, as long as there's no classes. So not many students came by to practice, and I just I took advantage of it. So yeah. Cool. I think, and I think, yeah, if you're in the LA area, most of the listeners are like be junkies is a great place mm-hmm. to start it i think they their classes are like 400 bucks something like that around there yeah i don't know their price range i don't know yeah you could search them up but like but it's worth it yeah they really yeah. treat you like family i was just there last night um oh, for yeah. i was a host with nikki duran oh, and they had their graduation they were trying to finish the graduation the way the instructors are with their students they try to make them feel as comfortable as possible because it is nerve-wracking mm-hmm. to have the lights on you and everybody staring at you but they want you to feel that way because it is going to happen when you're at a club or anywhere. Right. DJing. So you would say just to people out there, just like practice, 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 practice. Yeah. And put yourself out there. Be humble. Don't don't try to one up someone. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice, you guys. <laughs> yeah. The industry needs it. We yeah, need it really people. needs it. <laughs> That's cool. Um, We're almost done here. What but what plans do you have for like the future for yourself, like in the near in the near like goals you have in the near future well i'm gonna be putting more uh routines out bedroom routines and the music production with my music videos so i'm gonna try to work on that more with okay. the mixes too so with the mixes yeah. and then, of course producing more like you said right yeah so I, a lot of um some radio stations been hitting me up and the, they're like oh send me some mixes so i'm gonna try to focus more on that too because I really admire Jeremiah Red right now. Really? Yeah, he's really, he's amazing. He mixes alternative with hip-hop and funk. And wow, that's he's, cool. He's on most of the time on 106.7 at night. Okay. So on Friday night, Saturday night, you'll probably hear him. You'll you'll catch his sound. It's very different from the rest of the DJs on the radio. Off to people. So. What, uh, what genre do you mix the most or like mixing? Oh, man. (laughs) For battle-wise, I mix a lot of hip-hop and funk for general, just at bars. I'm an open-format DJ, so I could go from house to um, mumbatan, mumbatan, reggaeton. reggaeton, Yeah, yeah. somewhere around that. It's kind of like that. That's dope. I love that. It's just tropical music. I'm like saying my my list of crates on my Serato right now. But yeah, I I'm open for switching myself. it up. Yeah, I try to switch it up as much as I can. I haven't got to like the '30s music. I try to, but it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you it's know, like the old Great Gatsby type. The old Great Ga- Great yeah. Gatsby. That'd be yeah. hard to inc- like increment that into your set. But set. it's nice though. <laughs> it is nice though. You can do that shit. I'd love to see it. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. <laughs> um, where can people find you on social media and um, find your like mixes and everything? You can find me. At um, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Mixcloud, all at Patty Clover. P A T Y C L O V E R. Patty Clover. Then, uh, so every all your social medias and everything else. Yes. Okay. All cool. Patty Clover. Awesome. Is there any last words you have for anybody? Um, be nice. <laughs> be nice. And keep practicing and enjoy it. Hell yeah! Quote that. All right, Patty. I appreciate you coming <laughs> on. This was dope. And yeah, everybody. Peeper, Peeper stuff, and she's a great DJ, and you'll oh, see for yourself. You. She's illest turntable is out. Oh, thank you, Levi. That's a wrap. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for another episode of Ambiance Podcast. If you made it through to the end of the episode, man, you have no idea how much I appreciate that. If you enjoyed the episode, please tell a friend. 
um, let us know on social media. We're on Instagram at creative underscore ambiance. We're on Twitter at collective AMB. And we're on YouTube under ambiance. So please, please, please hit us up and let us know. Also, we are consistently dropping content on our social media channels, um, whether it's a podcast or it's the vlogs. We got lots of stuff going on in in the near future. We have some pretty exciting stuff that we are going to be releasing. So make sure to follow us to make sure that you do not miss out. So once again, we thank you for tuning in. I hope you walk away with a newfound sense of inspiration, motivation, and growth, and a new idea that you can share with your friends, family, and implement in your own lives. And as always, continue doing what you love, pursue your ambitions, and never never take no for an answer. This is Levi checking out for Ambiance Podcast. Peace.